If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Howdy, and welcome to the Playing Catch-Up podcast presented by Fleury Sports. On this podcast, you'll join myself, Jake Osmond, and my dad, Pete Osmond, as we tell you about baseball, a sport we love, uh, but we're never great at. Every week, we'll talk about what makes baseball worth watching now, what made it great in the past, and what might make it greater going forward in the future. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, you should listen to other podcasts presented by Flurry Sports. Have a great day. Let's play ball. Hello, and welcome back to the Playing Catch-Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Osmond with Flurry Sports. If you like what you hear today, please leave a five-star review. It means a lot. Uh, we are going to talk about all things halfway through the season, how teams are doing. But first, let's see how my guest is doing, the man who always joins me. It's my dad, Pete Osmond. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Took a five-minute nap, fell asleep, thought it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Woke up. Where am I? Um, no, that's fair. I was just cooking, and when I turned around, it I don't know if it's pouring there, but it's raining like crazy out here, so I don't know. I don't know if it's the same thing over there, but that's what's happening in our neck of the woods. But, Dad, speaking of things that are happening in baseball, um, let's start here because we're going to talk about how teams are doing based on, like, the expectations we had at the beginning of the year. But let's start broad because – it's almost weird now to think that we had a weird start to the season. Like, do you think like teams are still feeling that late start or do you think we're finally like kind of passed into like normal baseball territory now? Um, I think that it's still weird because most of the teams are still being really careful with their starting pitchers. Um, yeah. And I know that that's become a thing all the time now, but it, you know, rarely did they let anybody throw a hundred pitches. There's only a few, few guys they'll let do that. And um, certain teams are like, you're not seeing the, the lineup the third time through. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you threw 65 pitches, you know, it's like, you're, you know, so part of that is, is um, the, the statistics, the word escapes me right now. Um, whatever metrics. Oh, saber metrics. Yeah. Saber metrics. Um, but the other thing is, is I, I just think that they're being extra careful with a lot of these guys. And I think part of that is, is it's, they didn't get the right kind of uh, spring training or mm -hmm. off season, even though they had time to have a regular off season. I don't think a lot of them 
had their normal offseason because they didn't know when to gear up and all that other stuff. Yeah, I agree. I think the other point I would make, too, and it kind of makes our talk more interesting today and on Thursday, because today we're talking about the National League, but uh, and Thursday we'll talk about the A out. But talking about teams and like how they feel about their current season, I think it's extended the amount of time teams feel like they can be competitive, because I think there's a lot of teams who feel like they've still been gearing up. Um. And I, I, think I, I think there's teams who fig- still think like they're figuring it out. Correct. And then the extra wild card also correct um, uh, throws more teams into the mix. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that, Dad. I'm going to start us off with the NL standings if the season were to end today. Uh, and then we'll go division by division. But this is just so, as I say, the win losses of these teams, we can kind of keep in mind where that falls into the scope of stuff. Uh, starting in the West – um maybe most surprisingly because they've stretched it out more than anything the Dodgers have an eight game lead in the west I don't think it's surprising of course that they're leading the division but I think the margin's a little surprising uh in the central uh the Brewers now have a two and a half game lead over the Cardinals by the way that is the largest lead they've had all season so um kind of starting to stretch it out maybe a little bit Um, The Mets have not relinquished their lead all year. The Braves have made it as tight as possible, but it is a a one-and-a-half game lead over the Braves for the Mets. Um, By the way, the Mets – the Dodgers have the most wins at 56. Then it's the Mets with 53. The Brewers at 48. In between the Brewers and the Mets are the Braves, who have the highest wild card right now in the NL East at 52 wins. Um, I believe that's like – the fifth best record in all of baseball. So they're off to a really good year. They've been unbelievably hot. Um, the next wild card team would be uh, the Cardinals at 46 and 42. Uh, and then the team after that also on a hot stretch of late is the Phillies at 46 and 40. Um, so as of right now, um, Oh, totally skipped. Sorry. The Phillies are out. The Padres are in my bad. Okay. Padres are 49 wins. Totally skipped them. Um, so, yeah, it goes Braves, Padres, Cards right now. Um, so that said, uh, and, and Phillies, Cards, toss up, same number of wins. So that's where it gets weird. But in any case, that is what the NL is looking like. We're going to start in the West, Dad, and let's start up top because I think it's interesting to talk about the Dodgers because, I mean, I'll start out. I think they are meeting expectations, and I still think they're very much in buyer territory uh, even though they have such a large lead right now in their division. You know, that's, and I don't know what you do about this if you're Major League Baseball, but that's one of the inequities that I don't know how you fix. The, yeah. the Dodgers have an eight-game lead. They are absolutely loaded, and they're, they're going to try to get better. You know, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense. But who knows? Yeah. No, I. that's a weird thing they have to fix, but they also have to wrestle with the idea of – I think they made it a little bit better because I think now the Dodgers and the Yankees, right, are still in the place where they can – and the Mets can outbid anybody. But there was a place in time where the Dodgers were able to get guys that they didn't want other teams to get, and I don't know if they can do that anymore. Uh, but, like, the Adrian Gonzalez deal is one I think back to. Like, they just didn't want <laughs> – the Padres to keep having him and like didn't want other people in the division to get him. So they just, and that he helped them, but he, they also just were like yeah. better us than anybody else. Right. Um, 
you know, um, I do think, I don't know, some teams have shown hesitancy with the new um, uh, ceiling-ish, the soft ceiling they've put on spending. I think that penalties have helped somewhat. Um, but yeah, it, and I just think the Dodgers are a team that they're not worried about making the playoffs. They're worried about making the World Series. So sure. that's the other part you have to wrestle with is, yes, they have an eight-game lead, but you know, they still need pieces maybe in their mind to be the World Series favorite. Um, right. And and then, the, you know, with just the one trade deadline. Right. And the inability to add in September, like you used to be able to do, teams like the Dodgers load up just in case. Correct. Especially with pitching help, which I think is really what they're going to go for this time around. Especially... I think maybe one starter, um, but especially bullpen, unless they think they've got an interior replacement for Kimbrell, who's struggled yeah. of late. Um, but that will be interesting. There's not a ton of, like, ace closers out there to go grab, though. So yeah. maybe they'll try and replace that internal. Um, Padres, they are 49-38. and 38, um, And I I wonder how they feel about their season. What do you think about the Padres and and – how they see the season as a success right now without Tatis Jr. yet? Um, I well, that that's I was initially going to say that I don't think they think they're meeting expectations, but you also have to put the in in there that they don't have Tatis. So, um, I would guess that they still would think that they need they need, I believe, pitching help. And I don't think they played defensively as well as they they think they should. Now, I don't know how much you can do about that because some of the guys, some one of the reasons why I, I, they're not as good at shortstop and they don't have, have Tatis, you know. Isn't that where he plays, Jake? Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yep, that's absolutely correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the silence no, I like think that's huge. <laughs> He's no, you're Go on ahead. the roll. You you were now. No, no, um, no, that's good. I just thought all of a sudden I was waxing poetic, and it's like, well, you know, they moved him to right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, so Tatis, I think, will help them a lot. Um, the only reason. I have a couple thoughts with them. One, they don't. This is where it gets hard of like my expectations and their expectations. My expectations of Manny Machado have been greatly exceeded. And this is what they've expected him to be. This is what they're paying him to be. Um, I just thought he was very much overpaid. (laughs) Um, So with him and and guys like Taylor Rogers and some, and you Darvish, like I feel like I look at individual performers and I'm like, you're kind of over exceeding right now. Um, but they, they think that they're, you know, should be contending with the Dodgers. So they're probably either meeting or a little lower. Um, I think the number two wild card is probably right around what they want to be, but I feel like they'd want to be in closer sniffing range of the Dodgers. Me too. And um, one of the guys that they haven't got almost anything out of a Snell. Yeah, that's, yeah. The Rays are going to Ray, you know. They. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get, it. get it either. But I will say, and this is a tie into next year, I think the Padres are going to go for pitching. 
um, to maybe kind of balance it out. But they are a team I'm interested in because I feel like they have a lot of money tied up in guys already. Guys like Snell, guys like uh, Tatis and Machado. So don't get me wrong. They can afford to go get help, sure. but um, they're one I could see getting outbid. But I do think they have to feel really good about being three games above uh, their next rival in the division, which is the Giants, who are 43-41, only two games above 500 after having uh, the best record in all of baseball last season. Um I mean, they they have to be below their expectations. They're three yeah. games out of the third wild card. Um, and even though I think outside perspective was that they overachieved last year, I think this is a bigger fall from grace than we were anticipating. Yes, I agree. Well, I mean, um, they had some uh, two, three guys for sure. Skrimski and someone and eh, that comes to mind right away that yeah. had career years last year that played way above the, what was um, – expected his capabilities you know yeah Yastrzemski and, and Belt I mean Belt yeah, well, played yeah Belt maybe is a better example even than Yastrzemski um yeah. and then they haven't pitched as well and and um you know Webb hasn't been as good um uh you know I I I just think that that they are I don't know what if you can say way below expectations, but they're below expectations. I mean, um, and this might be a case of um, the division they play in. Um, I think they cleaned up on the bottom feeders last year in their division, Correct. Ar- yep. Arizona and Colorado, and they're both improved. Um, uh it's. I'm not going to call it the best division in baseball because I believe that's going to be the American League East, but um, it's really close and it's a tough, tough division. And I think they're more victims of of their division just being better as much as anything. Um, I agree. I think the part that gets lost in that too is the second half of the year they cleaned up on the Padres. You know, the Padres collapsed and then they and the Dodgers just beat them all the time. They beat all yes. three of the other teams all the time. I also think the hope for the Giants, right, is they're below expectations. But I think they're the team in this division that I look at and go with your roster. This is probably where like they can improve their roster like they last year made really smart moves on vets that turned out like the piece that gets lost in all this. Their best hitter last year was Buster Posey who, uh, you know, uh, again, resurgence, but um, still, like, the fact that he was that for them, I think, says everything you need to know about what they were getting out of guys. So they can get a lot of bats and pieces. Like, the good part for them is I don't think they have to be as picky about what they go get. I think, like, if they lose some of these vet short contract guys and go get someone like a Nelson Cruz, you know, game on. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and I, and I do believe that they will try um, to make improvements. They still think that they can win, and they they're only three games out. They can still win the wild card. Yeah. Um, do you think the other two teams in that division, <coughs> excuse me, are just, you know, where they're at? I mean, yeah. So they are both at thirty-eight and forty-eight for the record. Both the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. That puts them. 
about <laughs> 10 games, a little less, nine games and a half-ish out of the third wild card spot right now. Um, and I, I think the Diamondbacks are above expectations, and I think the Rockies are meeting expectations would be my assessment because the Rockies spent way more money. Um, like, I think they thought that they would be sniffing around a wild card spot. And I think they're about there. They're not – I don't see either of these teams making any moves besides maybe the Diamondbacks selling a vet yeah, or two. I just took the word out, words right out of my mouth. Um, they they would like to get rid of Baumgartner. Um, yeah. His contract, I don't think, was is going to allow them to do that without paying most of it themselves. Um, uh, and, and they have a couple other veterans on the team that, that I think they'll be able to move. Um, I, without looking at the, at their roster, um, you know, teams will take, if they, if they've got legitimate veteran bullpen guys, if they got one or two that are pitching, okay, they'll be able to move them. Yeah. That, that'll be a piece. The other names that come to mind besides Bumgarner is um, I wonder what they will do with someone like a Christian Walker who, for those who don't know, which I don't blame you, good enough to be their all-star representative, like um, leadoff guy, first baseman, really good on base percentage, big average guy hitter, kind of like a Paul Goldschmidt type. Um, The reason you've never heard of him, this is his ninth year, five with the Orioles, four with the Diamondbacks. Okay. So not an old guy, but I mean, ninth year in the league, like maybe could be on the fence of like, is he part of the new structure? Um, You know, he reminds me of some of those old heads who have been in Kansas City for years, like the the, uh, Merrifields and stuff, uh, Benintendis of like, He's young, but I don't know if he's that young that they're going to no. keep him around, and, and he would be a benefit to some people. So um, I almost feel bad for him because he can't stay long enough anywhere to for the team to get good. Sure. Um, sure. But otherwise, Rockies, I don't see him making any – I can't tell what the Rockies are going to do, to be totally honest. <laughs> because well, the only guy I, I think – um, Go ahead. I, I think – and maybe they're not considering this, but he's no kid either. Um, and he's having a decent year again as CJ Crone. Um, another first baseman, DH type, who um, uh, I would think could help certain teams. Um, but who knows? Uh, so do we want to go to the to the central? We're going to the central next. We are going to start from the bottom this time because I think we've got some teams we can crack out in quick order here. Um, Reds, are they – even below their expectations. No, they're probably meeting them. They're 32 and 54. Um, that's uh, 15 and a half games out of uh, the first place. But, I mean, they're bad. They're really, really bad. Well, um, I think they expected to uh, be terrible because, for whatever reason, um, management and ownership decided – we are going to blow this thing completely up. And um, not only did they trade everybody, they, uh, they'll they trade at the trade deadline if anybody wants the Moustakas of the world and people like that. Um, 
they we've talked about this before and I don't know what you do about that but they give the big middle finger to their fans I mean you know yeah. I mean it's tough because I think baseball has to give themselves a pat on the back that only really only a couple teams did that you know um, yes. I would argue three two for sure the Reds and the A's um I would point to another team in this division that we've talked about all year um in the Cubs but um yeah. the Reds for sure um I think the one move to watch the obvious one is Luis Castillo um is maybe the most talked about pitcher on the move sure. uh he's going to be an all-star um really good and they they're already talking to teams he's not staying he's going to move for sure um, but I think the only hope the Reds have is that some of their young starters really turn out. Um, but yeah, I think they are probably doing what they thought they were going to do in the season start. But on the other hand, where the hell do the Cubs go from here, Dad? Well, I think you hit it right on the head. They won't tell their fans this, but but they they are in complete rebuild mode. Um, and and I think I think they're going to trade some people at the trade deadline. What would be the point? You know, they're playing in a um, the centrals in the American League and the National League this year are both terrible. I mean, you mm-hmm. you um, um, you you called it with the Brewers that they've got their biggest lead of the year at two and a half games. Yeah. They've lost two series in a row. Mm-hmm. They've lost two series in a row, and they gained they gained on St. Louis, who finally what I I don't know if they won on on uh, we're recording this on Monday. I don't know if they won yesterday or not, but they're in the midst of a losing streak, I believe. Yeah, correct. The, the Brewers have won four out of their last ten, but the Cardinals have only won three out of their last ten. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, times are bad in the Central. So, and I mean, maybe the Cubs then – there's some teams I think are going to delude themselves into chasing stuff, but, I mean, the Cubs are 12 games out of a wild card, 13 and a half out of their division. Um and there's some guys that they would be reckless not to sell. We've talked about Ian Happ all year, but he's one. Um, some of their pitchers, they would be reckless not to sell. Um, guys <coughs> like Smiley. Um, right. Uh, should go. And, and honestly, and this would crush Cubs fans' heart, but um, uh, Kendricks should go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Um because they don't have contract control of them for a long period of time. And I think they're, you know, guys like Stroman and Suzuki, I think, are in it for the long haul. Maybe guys like Schwindel. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a tough time for the Cubs. And, I I mean, they might be, in both divisions, the biggest disappointment in terms of their expectations. Like, they wanted to turn this into a three-horse race, and they're below the Pirates. Yeah. Well, um, we're just talking about the National League. But when you talk about below expectations and 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 the the White Sox in yeah. in in the American League are way below their expectations, but they're still in the hunt. So I'm not going to get into it. But I'm just saying, Chicago. If you're a baseball fan in Chicago, yes. you're having a poor summer so far. Yeah, a bad bad time. I I mean, the, the biggest thing I can say to wrap up the Cubs point is it's it's pretty gross that they're not even in the third wild card hunt right now. Like that's the part that like, I'm like, that's such a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, um, so and I know that that also speaks to the division and we'll wrap it up on that as we move up to pirates, because I mean, the brewers are only two 
a game and a half above the third wild card. So um, it's hard to chase that when the division's so bad. But the Pirates, they're in the middle of the division. I think they're at least meeting expectations. It's hard to say you're above expectations when you're 36 and 50. But um, I think you're meeting it for sure. They're a young team. Who's, I think they're better, right? But, don't you don't you think they're a better team than they were in the past? They, they just oh, I think enough. so too. I, they're not I think they're confused. Yet, you know? Yeah. I think they're confused because I think they totally expected to be sellers at this point. Um, and I I don't know if they are, because if I were them, I would look at what guys do I have that will be good next year. Cause yeah, they there's no need for them to blow it all up. Um no. When they're, you know, yes, they're about eight games back of the Cardinals for that second place. But, like, that's eight games. I think they're way better. 14 games under 500 is a lot. But I think they've suddenly found themselves way more competitive in their division than they expected. Yeah. I, You know, I can think of a couple of guys that they could probably – but they won't get much for. But if somebody would give them somebody – something for Vogelbach who – yeah. who is helping them right now, but isn't part of their future. Some, some, and there's there's probably other examples on their team than him, but that's the one that comes to mind. But, you know, earlier they were talking about Reynolds and stuff. I would not do that. I would Bingo. not do that. I was going to say, yeah, I think the biggest compliment I can give them is that um, they were at a point where some of these young studs, even they were too old. Like Reynolds, no one could figure out why they didn't trade him at the beginning of the season because it's like this is a wasted season, you know, start from scratch. And no, that that was smart. Hold on to him because, you know, suddenly a a two-year turnaround, three-year turnaround especially, is not out of the question, you know, if you make the right moves. So two-year turnaround I think is what they'd be hoping for, see what they can do next season. Um, But I think we'll move on from there because the Cardinals landed an interesting spot. Because they are, I, I did the math again. They are on the outside looking into the wild card currently. They would lose the tiebreaker to the Phillies um, as it currently sits. Uh, so, but there, the, this is where I find weird. Do you think they are below expectations or meeting them? Because I think two and a half back of the Brewers at this point is meeting expectations. But I think being outside of any wild card spot right now is below expectation. So I'm having a hard time figuring out where they fit. Well, I, I'm going to go below and I'll tell you why, because I think the team in first is also below expectations Good point. just because yeah. of their, their inconsistency. Brewers have a 10 game losing streak this year, you know? Um, yeah. And I know they had, they've had some pitchers hurt, but every team is going to, going to go through injuries. Um, so, before we delve into the the Brewers too much, I'll just say, you know, they're below expectations for two reasons. One, St. Louis always has high expectations. Yeah. And 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 they still could end up there. That's fine, you know. Um, but you know, they made the playoffs last year. They made a manager managerial change. You know, I mean, yeah. they have. They have higher goals than just the playoffs. And right now, like you said, they're not a wild card team and they're two and a half out in the in the division. And if they're gonna catch the Brewers, they're gonna have to make some not just some 
lateral moves, they're going to have to make some significant moves. They're, you know, unless the Brewers would collapse, which is possible, but I, I think the Brewers pitching is too good to completely collapse. So, Agreed. Yeah, and I think the interesting part is the Cardinals find themselves in a tough boat because what they need is the biggest lead, need in the whole league, which is starting pitching. Um, they're going to have to contend with everyone um, to get some guys. And by the way, probably are out on anyone that the Cubs or the Reds want to send because they probably don't want them in division. A hundred percent. So that's tough. Uh, I will say I have one thought on why they're meeting expectations. That's because in the, uh, they're below expectations because the Cardinals mm-hmm. won't agree with me on this. People forget the Cardinals ended the season last year by winning what 16 in a row yeah well it was like 16 out of 18 or something like 16 that. out of 18 it was like a legit 14 in a row and then it was yeah. 16 out of 18 or something um and i think they would view that as we should have been this good all year long and i yeah. view that as you got hot and lucky <laughs> you yeah. know right. to make it in yeah um and this is like where you're at this is competitive and you could get hot again and then wind up in the playoffs because they're in the exact same boat but i will say they're below expectations because they got that hot with like injuries right and all this stuff and now they're not only are their studs healthy but they're killing it arenado and especially goldschmidt are on goldschmidt is a mvp candidate like it's unbelievable and they're still and honestly they're getting more out of Molina and Pujols than they thought they would. So it's yes. everything else that's kind of fallen apart. So I I think they're below expectations. Talk about the Brewers, though. Uh, we're talking about them at an interesting time because uh, they are on essentially a losing streak. But they are also on a losing streak, Dad, during their best hitting stretch of the year, weirdly. Um, yeah. So that's where they fall into a weird trap of like, their hitting has not been good, save the last couple of weeks where they've weirdly been hitting a lot better. Uh, slugging is way up, especially. Um, and But pitching injuries and stuff, I, I think they would say that they're below expectations. I would, too. Um, we'll see what happens with them uh, if they get another starter or two back. Um, uh, Woodford's back. Yeah, um, and it's looked good. And he's looked fine. Yeah. I, I don't know what Peralta's um, uh, return expectations are. but Yeah, uh, Ashby's a coin toss this year, which I think they're a little disappointed by. And, I mean, Burns is the man, but yeah. um, they've kind of become a team with one super ace rather than the teasing yeah. three aces that they were right. looking for. Right, 100%. 100%. Um, Burns, again, is to me, is – going to be mentioned he's not in the lead for the Cy Young but he's he's going to be mentioned in it so mm-hmm. um totally agree he's so, so good if we go to the east let's go to the east I will make one last point the Brewers which is this you could make an argument that they are meeting expectations only because they are not playing as good as they want to and still winning their division <laughs> so I would hear that argument too if Brewers fans are like, what are you talking about? They're still two and a half games above the Cardinals and that we're about to get healthier at pitching. That's fine. I I, I could maybe hear that. Um, but I'd still say there's no way that this is what they think their hitting's supposed to look like. So um 
Moving on to the East, I would take this, Dad, as if I was going to say that the AL East isn't the best division in baseball, I would say it's this one because we're going to talk about this last team for about 30 seconds, and then we're going to talk about four good baseball teams. Uh, let's talk about the Nationals. They're pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> they are 30-58, and 58, which let me do a quick check. Uh, can, oh, no, never mind. They, they got to compete with the A's, who are one game below them for the worst record in all of baseball. Um, Juan Soto, by the way, 13-game hit streak as we talk, even though they're <laughs> the worst team in baseball. Yeah. Where, where are their expectations? What do they do? And they've, they've got some old players on top of it. Um, Josh Bell and uh, uh, Cruz, old. Cruz, for you know, sure. Just, yeah, I mean. They're just bad. I, um, well, you know, injuries to their pitching staff killed them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then so then they just, they, you know, between having to get rid of people because they said, if you don't get rid of me, we're not coming back, like Scherzer and, and some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, this is a bad, bad podcast. But what's the name of the pitcher that can't stay healthy for him? Um, uh, uh, Strasburg. Strasburg. Um, uh, you know they keep crossing their fingers and waiting and hoping, but there just isn't anything there. I, um, you know, they have they have a couple of untradeable pieces, but. There, I think they have to start completely over. I mean, there's. I think so too. I think if they wanted to, right? Um, one, you keep Juan Soto. Like I don't care how bad you are. Like as long as you can, you know, don't be the oh, yeah. team that gives him up. Um, and I know that's not what you're saying, but um, I don't think you're ever bad enough to trade away that good a player. You know, no, and that, um, that young, and that young with years of control. That, no. So true. Yeah. Um, and. You've kind of made the Strasburg bed, honestly. Like, yeah. no one's going to take him anyway. So I feel like you hope he gets right, which they've been yeah. hoping his whole career. Um, and But the one time it worked, by the way, they won a World Series. So maybe yeah. you hope he gets right and you build around him and Soto. That's not a bad starting point. I will say I think they're below expectations super quick just because I don't understand the, the additions of Cruz and other vet bats to this team. Like I yes. that's they really they overestimated. How, yeah. 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 They really overestimated how good they were going to be. Um Marlins, they're 41 and 53 dead. They're two games below 500. Um but that's only five five games out of the wild card. 41 and 43 is their record? Yeah. Okay. Um yes, they're I think they're above expectations. Um and they have some good young stars. They probably have the Cy Young Award winner. He's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yes. Um, the only uh, thing that hurts them is they've got a lot of good pitching. That's, <laughs> I mean, I think that like kind of steals his thunder some nights. Is like how good a lot of their starters are, but um, but he's their best. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. And like he probably will win Cy Young, and I think he should, um, yeah. unless Burns just goes nuts second half. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of game and health and all that other stuff. Yeah. That well, or one of the guys in New York comes back screaming, but we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but yeah, they're interesting because, th- listen, we talked about all the sellers already. I don't think this team can sell. They're young enough. 
Um, they made some free agent pieces. I think it's tough because I don't know how much they can add to this team this year, but I, I think they'll probably be on the outside looking in, but it's tough for them because I think they're maybe meeting their expectations because I think they thought they were going to be way more competitive than everyone else. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested what this team will do because I think they've got arms to sell, but I don't think they will because I think they think they're still in the hunt. Yeah, uh, well, I I would be surprised if they sold big. Um, you know, the week before the trade deadline, they go on a losing streak or something like that, and they, they yeah. decide, that, you know, that – but they're not really in the wild card thing. So, to me, they shouldn't sell if, if they have a plan for the future, and I think they do. I mean, they've got good young pitching, <laughs> which – which always is a, which is always the key to being competitive. So, um, they should not move. They should stay right where they are, and I think they're above expectations. I think so too, especially because I don't know if the teams above them can stay as hot as they are. Like I feel like the Marlins have to be a little pissed right now because they're like, Jesus Christ, take a breather. Like <laughs> one of you three teams going a losing streak. We're going to talk about the Phillies first. The Phillies since firing their manager um have like tripled their winning percentage it's unbelievable they it, it's not quite tripled but it's no. above doubled um it's in between the two it's like it's the biggest jump since that time period in baseball um there's six games above 500 there's seven out of first they're you know in the hunt for the wild card they have the third seed right now um i mean how good are the phillies like and i and well, how hot Harper. will they stay yeah. And without Harper. Without Harper. I know. It's unbelievable. Well, Schwarber, and by the way, Schwarber's unconscious. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, <laughs> they're not, I'm, they're not going to, teams are not going to give him the Bobby Bonds treatment. They just won't. But they should right now. They can't get him out. You know, I mean, yeah. um, uh, and I, I mean, when I say they should, um, they shouldn't give him the just intentionally walk him all the time, but I wouldn't let him beat you. You know, you know if you no, got an open, they, if you got an open base, he would he would get to to fill it for me. Absolutely, and Nola has been an unbelievable starter for him this year, and Zach Wheeler quietly on his way again to being the last inning eater in baseball. <laughs> yeah. He's. I'm, like yeah, he just I goes know. out there and pitches seven innings yeah. and it's so refreshing it's like wow yeah. look at him go like he's always like he doesn't win every game uh he's not going to be Cy Young but he's yeah. he always he's like a, a automatic seven inning guy which is well, think unheard that, of that, anymore think what that does for your staff yeah okay oh uh, you know Wheeler's pitching today we're probably going to use two pitchers it's wild it's so you know? nice yeah uh, it's especially Unreal. nice when you consider I, – I actually think this team – I don't know how much they need to add rather than, like, hope that they can get more healthy, maybe try and get some bullpen help. I think that would be the big piece if they can get yep. it. Um, and, and I think that's very doable because um, they're well-built. They've got a ton of hitters, by the way, not all of whom are hot right now. And Like you said, Harper's out. Um, and Nola is – having a Cy Young conversation season, Wheeler's great. And by the way, Gibson, 
Gibson's doing it for him. He's having a good year. He's about as good as a third guy gets in the in the uh, majors this year. Yeah. Um, you'll excuse me if I don't have much enthusiasm for Kyle Gibson, okay? <laughs> Asshole. <Traitor. laughs> <laughs> I know. He'd be our number one, by the way, but that's fine. Uh, let's move on, Dad, because let's talk about these top two in tandem. To close out today, we got the Braves and we got the Mets. And uh, spoilers, I think both are meeting expectations. And, and the Mets are above them uh, because they've led this division all the way. Um, but how do you measure these two teams when I just think they're, they're blowing everybody out of the water? They just can't lose right now. Everything's working. Um, and by the way, the Mets just got Scherzer back and there's DeGrom starting to throw again. What do these two teams look like in, when it comes to expectations? Well, um, from my perspective, the Mets are above expectations. But realistically, they don't think so because they spent all the money and did all the things to be true competitive. Yes. They also, one of the things the Mets don't normally do that did this year is they added pieces that aren't huge names, but are yeah. really good baseball players. Escobar, Eduardo Escobar. So good. Is so good. Any team that he's ever played on, they've said, you know, he can play multiple positions. He's just one of the best locker room guys they are. And he's good. I mean, he's not, he's not like a superstar good, but he's the kind of good player that if he's on your team, he helps you win. And the Mets usually don't do that. They, they, bring in the the high price talent and like last year that didn't come through now this year they're playing better um lindor is closer to the player he he has been than what he was last year um you know um yeah to your point um they did add Max Scherzer, who big name, oh, yeah. but the pieces they added around, to your point, they wouldn't have done in years past because that big name, he biggest contract in baseball would have been it. Yes. <laughs> Rightly so. Um, you know, Chris Bassett is an unsung hero for this team, you know, without their two aces. Like they didn't have when they went and got him, that was like an embarrassment of riches, right? That was like, right. why do you need another, you know, the Mets got him out of all the people who need pitching. Right. Um, but then it was absolutely necessary. Those two go down and it's like, yes. well, we're still fine because they have an ace. Bassett's been yeah. great. So um, that's been good. I mean, <laughs> the fact that Cookie Carrasco is still pitching at a pretty high level is awesome. Um, so they're a pretty good ball club. I will say the Mets are almost impossible to evaluate because even now, man, does it feel like they're going to collapse. That <laughs> sucks. It really sucks. But well, the only thing is, is a record is good enough that if they don't fall off the face of the earth, yeah. they should have a little cushion for the wild card, correct? Correct. A big one right now. They're um, – uh, obviously, the Braves, which we'll talk about right now, are the top wild card, but they have four games over the number two wild card in the Padres. Yeah. Um, and like seven over the, the people competing right. for three. So that's what the Mets have done in the past that they can't do. Don't panic if the Braves pass you. 
Right. They might because they're oh, yes. to they're talk about them right now. Their pitching's finally figured out. Max Freed is looking great again. Um, they're, they're getting good starts out of most of their guys. Um, besides uh, Ian Anderson still figuring it out a little bit. Um, but their bullpens look good. And then, I mean, the big thing is they've got bats up and down the lineup. Dansby Swanson is great. Like, yep. real, like MVP talks great. So yeah. um, talk about the, the Braves, that And for a team that won the World Series, uh, is 10 – I mean, they're in second place. Is that meeting expectations, you think, still? Oh, I, I believe so, especially because um, of the start the Mets got, you know. And, and the start they got. They started yeah, so bad. Yeah, they started poorly. but And then they were the best team in baseball for a stretch, and they're probably not playing like the best team in baseball right now. But um, they they are still really good. So I would say yes, they're meeting expectations. With I think if you ask them with a chance to – for even without making moves, which they probably will do, but um, a chance to, for their pitching to get better. So uh, that's good. Yeah, and the Mets are six and four in their last ten. They just split a series, but this week, as we record, uh, we have that series of Mets Braves. So that will be big on like where they land at the All Star break um, and how they talk about it. But to to that point, just to close. It feels like the Braves have cooled off, you know, from like a couple weeks ago. And we were like, man, are they the best team in baseball? They're playing so good. Still eight and two in their last 10. Like they are not losing a lot of ball games. No. Um, no. So I think it's awesome. I think it's cool that they are still in the hunt because their fans are so ravenous. So I love that for them. And I think that overall, just to end on this point, a lot of teams in the hunt, not a ton of sellers at all in the National League. No, and that will that will change now after the All Star break a little bit, but there's not there's going to be teams that's going to be a tough decision, you know, yeah. on, on what to do. A lot of times it's not that hard, you know. And I think I think there's going to be some teams. What what do you do? The, the um, you know, some of the teams that are meeting expectations but that aren't going to win this year. You know, if somebody comes and knocks your your shorts off with a with their best prospect or something, what do you do? You know, um, yeah. it's a it's a tough call. So, especially if you think you're not next year away, you're the year after. You know. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. And so, join us on Thursday when we talk about a lot of things in the AL. Same stuff here. We're gonna gush about the Twins, baby. There's a spoiler for you. Uh, <laughs> join us then. We'll close on this, Dad. Super quick. Who's gonna be the MVP of All Star Weekend? Um, Shohei. Oh, I love that. I am gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with my man, Luis Arise. Show it him how it's done, Ooh. kid. Let's go. I know. I know. <laughs> let's, let's get it done. He's All a right. To watch. That's I tell right. you what. Place a bet. Put down $2. That'll win you at 200 <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good odds. All right. We will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Play ball. All right. I got it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.